this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Dear Edward podcast here on Poetry Recaps. My name is Marissa Garza and here as always to help me recap the grief, the drama, the recovery from a traumatic event is my podcasting partner, Jason Reed. Jason, how are you? Good, Marissa. Hold on. I'm just, I'm just doing something real quick. Hold on. I'm just, I'm going through some stuff. Oh. I need some good therapy. Hold on. Okay. Hold up. Hold on. Ah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah is look this, at it. is, uh, look pushing piano shatter. Is that like your normal course of therapy? Is that oh, yeah. what I'm, you do? I've gone through about 12 pianos in the last few years. It's getting to be an expensive form of therapy, let me tell you that much. <laughs> um, I wish I could, could just go to a school and use theirs. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's a, it's a really stressful even just to see that piano just tumble down those stairs and those <sighs> keys just pop off of the keyboard. It's It does something for you. So I, I'm, I'm with Edward here. <laughs> I was happy to see him expressing some anger. That is for sure. I am also um, concerned for his safety, <laughs> per I mean, usual. 
Jeez, that's that. That's what happens when the anger build up. You can't help but destroy something heavy and huge, like to get that fill. He needed to go to that um, smash place mm-hmm. yeah. that um, Dee Dee went to in LA with Linda, who, by the way, wasn't in this episode. But anywho, Linda, Linda's getting. <laughs> they were just like mm, Linda's. Uh, I mean, I think we're saving Linda for the finale where she's gonna like have her baby, and yeah. it, it brings everyone together or something. She like her water breaks in grief group, and <laughs> you all have to go together to help her have the baby. And this baby is the baby of the group. This is the baby of tragedy, yeah. and it's gonna bring everyone the together, life. resolve some issues. You know, I, I I see that in our future. I don't want to call my shot. But I mean, maybe that's what we're going to get. <laughs> but as right now, Linda is silent. <laughs> Before we get into episode eight, just some housekeeping reminders. This show, Dear Edward, is airing on Apple TV. We are on episode eight out of 10 total episodes. So we've got two more episodes to go. Our favorite penultimate coming up next. Usually it's a good one. So we'll this see. Is, this is the, <laughs> the, the anti-penultimate? Yep, this is the anti-penultimate. I feel like we're going like to find names for every single <laughs> like episode of TV. Like, this is the pre-semi anti-penultimate <laughs> episode. Like, we're on episode four. Like, I, yeah, I know. That's the name of it. That's what you give a name to each episode. It just, like, you know, elevates the conversation. <laughs> we have been covering the show weekly since it started, and you can find all of our coverage at postrecaps.com slash Dear Edward, or just search for Posture Recaps and Dear Edward in whatever podcatcher you catch your pods in and that's where you will find us. I mean, I, I don't think there's a lot to choose from. I think we might be... Yeah, you could. Yeah. One. You shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> but if you're here, you found us already, so I don't even tell true. you. This is true. Um, Jason, any like big thoughts on the episode before we dive into the details? You know, it was enjoyable. I think I'm feeling I'm feeling the, the allure of the show now. It's been rough. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, I'm I'm getting more into the characters. I'm enjoying it more. So I will say, I didn't come away from this going like, "Huh?" As much as I have in other episodes. So I will give it uh, those positives for that. And there's a moment here uh, that we'll talk about that I think is just like the direct the direction, the way that the scene was shot was one of the best things I've seen on TV like this year. Ooh. And we'll talk about that when when it gets to. I just think the way that this the scene this moment was shot. Was was really good, uh, so I'll give it that. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm up. I'm positive on the show. I you know I think maybe my mind needs to be to keep covering the show. But maybe <laughs> maybe the mind's playing tricks on me. But I'm enjoying the experience. How, how about you? What did you think? Yeah, I mean, compared to last week, I have you know I walked away going like that was a good episode of TV. Was like, less John was... helpful? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, the whole John thing is still very weird. But, um, you know, I could kind of see why I could see some stuff coming together. And yeah. that is what we what we have been asking for and wanting from um, the show. So it was good to see that happen. And it kind of got me curious in terms of how it's going to end now that we finally see some emotion coming out of Edward. Will Edward go to his own grief group? Please, please, please. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. And, um, you know, what will happen with all of the rest of our characters as they keep crossing paths in different ways yeah, i love i love that we're finally getting uh, more of that with that with more consistency yes and, and i mean as you t- you touched on it but for a show that 
the conceit is about a grief group, which is a form of therapy, we still have no answers on whether Edward's getting consistent therapy himself. Yeah. And as more and more happens to Edward and he tries to deal with more and more, I just have to keep asking that question. Like, where is this boy's, like, real help? Yeah. Yeah. Because Lacey's obviously underwater with, like, the yeah. with, with her feelings on everything. She doesn't know what to do. So it's like, where is Edward's help? Yeah, and she's got her own, especially now with the whole John situation. Um, mm-hmm. She's got another layer of complexity to her own grief. Different grief on top of other grief. It's a, a grief cake for her. <laughs> grief cake? Wow. <laughs> I love that. Is that what is that what Didi serves for the grief group? Yeah, for sure. For sure. She's trademarked that one. <laughs> well, let's get into it. The episode let's, is titled... Let's get, in, let's get into the grief cake. Yeah, let's, 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 let's dig let's in. Serve up some cake here. Uh, this episode is titled Music, and I think this this one makes sense. Oh, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. this, we've got some music happening. Uh, the episode starts could off... Have tie, could also tie a little butt shot, but you know, that's... <laughs> Yeah, that was that was there. Um, the episode starts off with Edward talking to Jordan again. Remember, in the last episode, he was um, super excited to go talk with Mahira because Mahira said we need to talk. And so Jordan's pulling his big brother card and saying, listen, bro, this Poor is boy. not what you think it is. Um, and this is like the first time we're seeing Edward show some anger. So it was, I think, you know, some of the best foreshadowing the show has done thus far because he gets so mad at Jordan that he throws things at the wall and he's like not happy with what Jordan has to say. Yeah. He won't let himself realize what's about to happen because obviously if his, if his manifestation of Jordan is like in this somewhere deep down, he knows that this is what's coming. Yeah. Uh, but he's getting, he's mad at the fact that, you know, that's going to happen, but he won't let himself admit that. Yeah. And things between Edward and Shay are still pretty rocky. She is definitely in, you know, golf camp in her backyard with her dad now. And as opposed to being out in the front um, with roller derby and he goes to school to which I was like, oh, yeah, school. Yeah. (laughs) Still, I guess. School. Shay's ignoring him. Uh, I thought it was interesting that this like middle school was doing Macbeth. I was like, like, Macbeth. Like, it's a very dark mm-hmm. <laughs> theme for the school, which I guess matches the story. Um, but, like, something is driving Edward as he's walking through the school. I didn't quite understand it until we got to the end. He goes into the auditorium with the Macbeth rehearsals. Like, yeah. oh, he's going to he's gonna yeah, get to the foreign arts. I was like, oh, okay. That's and a good I, outlet. <laughs> to be honest, like, he, I forgot he played piano. Yeah, it definitely rung in me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I was like, oh, this makes sense. The piano. He's going to go let out his anger, like, on the keys. I was like, this is is healthy. This is good. And he's returning to something that he liked and enjoyed. You know, like, I was like, oh, he's connecting back to himself and not necessarily an idea that somebody has of who he is. This is is an Edward thing. So I was pretty excited for him. I was really nervous because having been a band kid myself – um any music room on the second floor like i just think of all of the stuff i'd have to carry up those stairs and i just was like no i didn't know i this is not for me i would not be participating in what what was your item of choice i played the french horn so not as big as like a tuba tuba. yeah but it's definitely also very like awkward shaped and it wouldn't be that heavy to like pull up the stairs but like all the percussion equipment the piano per se you know it's like there are some 
I hope they have an elevator in the school. It's really yeah, just yeah, what yeah. I was saying. Well, let me tell you, my mom tried to make me be a band geek kid. <laughs> yeah. She won, tried too late in my life. She tried like in high school, which I was just like, nah. Like, so I was forced to join band for like two semesters. What did you play? I played the trumpet, uh, not not well at all, and it did not go well. I cannot remember any of it. Uh, if you gave, if you stuck a trumpet in my hand today, I'd be like, I don't know what you want me to do with this. I have no idea. It was a very tumultuous half year of my life. Oh. Well, I'll play the. I can play the trumpet because in marching band, the French horn is actually a mellophone and it turns into a trumpet. Anywho, same fingerings, same situation. So I'll cover for you. I got you. Same fingerings, phrasing. My gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's what it is. It's a music thing. Band kids know. Band camp. This one time at band camp. That's oh all God! Gonna have to put explicit on this on this podcast. <laughs> Anywho, um, so yeah, Edward runs out. He's like because he goes to the music room and there's someone else playing the piano and he can't play the piano and he remembers he has this like flashback of playing piano with his dad. So he's like, peace out. Uh, I gotta, I gotta go. Um, back in the city. Adriana is talking to Ari Melber for the news geeks in the room. He's a real reporter on MSNBC. I can't stand Ari Melber. He's like, I hate him. You don't like your your news mixed with some hip hop? Oh my, it's so cringy every time he does it. And that's what I hate about him. Every time he does it, it's so cringy. <laughs> so I saw him, I was like, please don't, please don't. He did uh, make- Please don't do a hip-hop metaphor. Please don't do a hip-hop <laughs> metaphor. Please don't. I was praying that he wouldn't. <laughs> Luckily, they made, they probably, he probably did it. And they put it like on the cutting room floor. They're like, oh, that's great, Ari. That's going to for sure make the episode. And then they was like, get that out of the episode. Yeah, no, we don't need it. We don't yeah, need it. Not gonna, we're not going to include that. I was happy to not hear, hear that as well. Uh, but Adriana is talking to him about the clip from her speech, you know, trying to downplay the fact that um, she really has these big idealistic ideas, but she also wants to get elected. So she's trying to walk that line between, you know, communicating her ideas and becoming an electable politician. And Ari, Ari, like, comes out and says, yo, because he's Ari, he says, yo. Uh, I also- As Tupac said, <laughs> gotcha or something. <laughs> Apparently, Grandma Rose was paying Adriana more than every other aide in the office, and he has the internal budgets to prove it. Uh, what, what, what kind of gotcha journalism is this? <laughs> what? How dare you, Ari, take is- her off guard like this? <laughs> I, I hate you even more now, Ari. <laughs> I just have to say, like, the campaign manager lady was, like, really calm about the situation. Like, she was giving Adriana the, like, yeah. Like, would you not know this? Like, would you not? Like, how how would you not figure this out? I don't know. It was just not saying that she's up to anything. It's just it could have been played a little bit differently. Yeah, she was well, she was mildly annoyed. She, did, she didn't cause a scene. Uh, but this was this is definitely an interesting turn in Adriana's story. Um, and I, I definitely was shocked. I was like, oh, wow, that's, I mean, Nepo baby times a hundred, like you got paid more than everybody else. My gosh. Yeah. She's upset and she goes home just to grab some things and Kojo's Kojo. Kojo is there with her oak milk latte. Kojo's there with a coffee and a smile. Yeah. It's like, hey. It's okay. It is okay. It's okay. You are the best person for the job. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Gotta go. Thanks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Later. And Kojo's like, like really, like he's still feeling it. He's still got, 
he's got the feelings there. So he's still got the glow. Of yeah, their, uh, their time together. Their rendezvous. Um, Edward is making himself a sandwich, and it turns out he just like cut out of school entirely. Uh, the principal has called Lacey and said, "Yo, uh, Edward has ditched school today." And Edward talks about like how he went to go play the piano and he's very sassy about the whole situation. He's like, mm-hmm. is that okay with you? I'm sorry. I didn't ask you these questions. Um, and Lisa's like, well, maybe we can get John to fix the piano. Like, John can't fix the piano. <laughs> like, No, I'm going to eat my sandwich in my room. Lisa doesn't like this. And um, Lisa's like yelling at Edward at this point. This is the first time we see some, parental anger coming from her side listen Lacey we're, we're here with it I see you uh, <laughs> as as a parent of a, of a teen of a parent of a once preteen I see you I hear you I understand your 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 rage and your upsetness because <laughs> I may or may not have had a conversation like this in in my life uh, may or may not have been yesterday but <laughs> uh, you know I, I've had these convos I had these uh, you know to deal with the you know rage of a preteen slash teen so i get you lacy i see i did like how lacy's like you could really see her struggling with the moment because she's mm-hmm. she puts her foot down she's like you can't eat in your room you know you have to eat downstairs and then she's she the issue is that she feels like she's being ignored like that's the larger issue and she lets edward know that as opposed to mm-hmm. just continuing on um you know putting digging more into the rules thing um and once she realizes that like that's the bigger issue she's like you can eat wherever you want but you have to be like you have to recognize me as a person and i thought that was an interesting compromise on her own side she didn't put it on edward to fix really it it was it was a little bit of a give up yeah it was yeah it was a fine do whatever you want i don't care if we get ants upstairs (laughs) (laughs) but like yeah it's she's she's seeing that the the toughness of parenting uh, and it's got to be hard for someone like Lacey, who is thrust into the role of parenthood in this way, uh, let alone to be thrust into being a parent of a preteen slash teen where uh, emotions are heavy, emotions are flying. And that's with a kid who has not survived a plane crash and lost all of his family there. So I, I definitely feel for Lacey in this moment. I did like where she was like, oh, are you upset your Uncle John left? And he's like, <laughs> what? I, I don't even care. Like, I don't even I know what he was doing. Jeez, I don't care. Care about old John. I can deal with my own stuff, lady. Like, I feel the same, Edward. Um, <laughs> I'm glad John's gone. Uh, Stephen and Daphne are having some time alone in bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, however, first of all, because of the lighting on this TV show, it was hard for me to pick up the first time, but I do think that Steven saw Amanda yep. while he was having sex with Daphne and like it flipped between their faces during yeah. that time. <laughs> he got it. He got it bad for, for Amanda. Cause it definitely was Amanda at first. I was like, oh, Amanda and Steve are banging again. And then I was like, Oh no, he's just seeing Amanda. Oh yeah. And Daphne's oh. all like, what got into you? That was different. And like, some he got into something yeah. um got into some amanda <laughs> that'll change you let me tell you he like and they say they love each other i guess he's like excited for the wedding i guess i don't know um but he's also not telling daphne the whole story because he does have the atlas on his um bedside table and he finds like a note and doesn't tell her what the note is but then later in the episode does tell amanda what it is We're so going to, need to form another grief group 
after the show <laughs> for the fam- no for the families of the families in grief group because like I'm gonna have to put Daphne in there. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to put uh, Sienna, Sam's wife. Oh in there. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh so yeah. We could form that own grief group uh, later down the line of people that have been affected. We could put Zoe in there. Uh, we 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 got we got to work with these people too. There's like a third. There's a second grief group that's gonna spin off of this grief group. It's gonna be like Edward's grief group. Like he's yeah. like finally gonna join with with the ripples of everyone else's grief. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What are your thoughts on Stephen and Daphne at this point in the episode? I was like, what, why? Why is Daphne like a, a consolation prize? Daphne is such a nice lady. Like, Steve, why are you doing this to her? And I'll say this about the show so far. Like, and spoiler alert for later on, I don't understand why Steve and Daphne are. I mean, Steve and Amanda are hung up with each other. Like, I know it, it seems to be only because they have this one person in common. Like. I don't know what Steve likes about Amanda or what Amanda really likes about Steve. And I'm like, why are you looking over Daphne? And then he later will say, we'll talk more S about like why he proposed to Daphne. I was like, Daphne's like a very nice lady. Why are you treating her this way? And if you love her, you would just like stop this whole situation. You would come clean Mm -hmm. and and tell her what's going on. So obviously there's Daphne's getting the short shrift here. I'm not not okay with it. Justice for Daphne. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, it is time for Dee Dee to sell her house. This whole, as, as much as it pains her, this whole thing. Oh, so she's having an open house, and I have not sold a house before, but I have been around when people have sold houses. You're not supposed to be in the house when there's mm-hmm. an open house, but Dee Dee, Dee is there, and she makes her way down to talk to the people who are touring the house, tells them all about the chandelier, um, and you know these people are just trying to make some nice small talk and this i you know i i understand when grief hits like you don't really care there's no filter there's nothing you're just telling it as it is because people are like you oh so i guess you're gonna downsize and she's like yeah we have my husband died it's like okay all right we're like downsize my family am i right because one of us died want to hear all about it <laughs> yeah and the realtor's like cool cool cool, cool. <laughs> gotta as go as he sees Dee Dee, he's like oh my god no yeah and what did you think about Dee, Dee like going up to the lady because the lady's pregnant and she like mm-hmm. goes up to like touch the stomach of this lady and i was like this is this is no no this is a no Dee is oh, yeah, not in a that's... good good headspace at the moment I feel like Didi's probably one of those people that would come up and do that anyway. Uh, uh, that's like, fair. Sans grief, because I mean, <laughs> there are definitely those people out there that will invade pregnant people's personal space. Like, oh my god, your belly's so big, it's so beautiful. Let me touch it, and they ask personal, embarrassing questions of you. So, I, you know, <laughs> I don't think that had anything really to do with the grief. It just Didi is. Didi was DDing. She, she was DD. She was vomiting at the mouth, like letting her <laughs> grief take over and just spilling all her guts to these people. I just, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was awkward. It was, it was yeah. Yeah. Speaking of awkward and cringe, uh, Steve goes to visit Amanda. And this is where, like, this is the first episode where I could really see, like, things tying together because it was like, Edward went to go to the piano at the beginning. And then it's like, let's see Amanda tuning pianos. You know, like, it really mm-hmm. had, like, an actual, like, a storyline that I could put piece together in this episode. So Amanda's tuning her pianos. Um, Steve comes by to say, hey, I found my grandmother's soup dumpling recipe. And this is, like, from the last time Brent saw me. And I'm like, 
okay why are you doing this yeah why are you why are you telling this to amanda why did you not tell that to daphne well Uh, you know he does say he feels like his entire life has been a reaction to brent like he just had to do all the quote unquote right things to take care of his family to follow you know whatever the right path is in terms of falling in love getting married having kids all of that type of thing so i think you know that is why but right now is this also like his relationship with amanda not also a reaction it has to be because that's the only thing tying them together because they don't have any other real connection besides brent and it's not like, you know, they met out and they dated for a while. Like, the only thing I have connected them is Brent. I think that is what is holding that, quote-unquote, relationship, or as I would call it, a situationship, yeah. uh, together right now. Like, and, you know, I don't think otherwise they would even be in each other's orbit or even care to date. Because I don't think they even really know anything about one another. They haven't spent any real time together. Yeah. Um, and it's, so it's like, and, you know, you definitely, like, what uh, Steve says here about, like, why basically tells us why he proposed to Daphne was to keep his parents like afloat, like to make them happy. And I was like, Oh, finally we get some like context to Steve because this, Mm -hmm. like we didn't know anything about Steve. Like this is an interesting layer to Steve. I do wish we had, we could meet uh, Steve and Brent's mom and dad, like get a little like peek into their, their grief Mm -hmm. and how Steve feels uh, obligated to to take care of them make them happy but we just pretty much get told it we aren't allowed to see it um but yeah i just think steve is steve is spiraling he's been spiraling and this is all part of that uh it's this part of him going to amanda even though he shouldn't be and drop giving her this personal information this personal feeling this personal emotion he has that he should be giving to daphne like uh which is like why he tells amanda like oh yeah i found this and this is the last thing I saw him with, and that was the last time I would see him. He should be telling that to Daphne. Maybe he shouldn't go as far as telling her, like, that's why I proposed to you is because I want to make my parents happy. Maybe he should leave that part out. But he should be open to Daphne, and he's taking that and giving it to Amanda. Yeah, there is such a thing as an emotional affair, and mm-hmm. this is what is happening um, with this information. Like, he's having well, a this, physical affair. This is a emotional and physical affair. <laughs> yeah, he's having a physical weird. affair. Not to discount that part. Yeah. Um, but with the not opening up to Daphne about what he found in the Atlas, even just, like, what the Atlas means in general, mm-hmm. and talking about, you know, um, the soup double recipe, like you were saying, like, this is this is another level of affair that he's adding into the situation. So I, I don't know. He's got to come clean or break up with with Daphne for Daphne's sake. Like, I just feel bad for her. Steve. (laughs) Over at grief group, Lacey is talking about how she yelled at Edward and she was like, really like, surprised and sad that that was a reaction that she had in the moment um she talks about how she's blaming herself about the piano being broken i don't remember the piano being broken i just remember the piano arriving it wasn't until this episode where they were like it's broken um so apparently she hired the wrong move like the movers didn't take care of the piano Mm -hmm. um and she tells everyone that john left so she's kind of you can see her kind of just, I don't want to use the word spiraling. Everyone's like... spiraling. <laughs> this, is a, this is a show of spiraling. They should just name the show spiraling. 
we've got shrinking and spiraling yeah. on Apple Plus. Um, but after group, Amanda follows Lacey and is like, hey, I can help you with the piano. So it was nice to see these two have an interaction. More more people coming together. I like it. That's what I've been looking for. Though, like, is Linda still living at the house? We didn't see Linda in the house at all. We don't know when <laughs> Linda moved in. We don't know when Linda's moving out. We don't know anything about this arrangement. Like you would think when Amanda was over at Lacey's yes. house, the three of them would have talked. But no, like we have no idea because the show doesn't tell us anything. Um, but yeah, I my dumb self did not put together that Amanda was going to be the solve to Lacey's problems, even though I did see Amanda tuning piano. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's nice of Amanda. Like, I didn't even, you probably saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And I was just like, oh, that's cool. It worked out, right? Like, it works out. Just tell you how dumb of a TV viewer I am. <laughs> No, I mean, like some stuff, I, I'm i like desperately searching for meaning in yeah. this show. So, something, like, just something, just make give me like a, a dot to connect somewhere. And this was the thing that they did. Um, yeah, so Amanda's gonna go fix the piano and she, she'll apparently do it for free, which is not nothing because nice. it can be expensive to fix the piano. I mean, I'm sure that she's gonna charge her for parts. She's like gonna charge. Her I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> so Adriana, after being on the Ari Melbourne show, not Melbourne, Marber show, and like Mel- Melbourne, Melbourne Ari, show, Melbourne. you know, uh, Ari, just being with Ari, hanging hip-hop, out with Ari, getting gotcha, gotcha with Ari. She decides that the person she needs to talk to the most about this is Pastor Eric. Why? exactly why Ashana? what was that about and one why two why in public three why with the hand touching why like, why let why let that happen because eric took control of that eric oh sure did. Hand, but why not like be like no that's not what's gonna happen i'm with my ghana ghana what you, how would you say that ghanese ghanese. Ghani, ghanese lover i am this is not what's happening here like she has full-on fornicated with kojo hand holding <laughs> of any other sort should be out of the question Adriana. so you're not as innocent as you want us to think and you see it, the look on her face like mm-hmm. oh but she doesn't pull her hand back she just like lets it happen mm-hmm. she should learn her lesson i'll tell you that yeah and pastor eric is like really laying it on here pastor eric's trying to, pastor eric is trying to get to where kojo is now <laughs> okay he's still trying okay you're not gonna give up you know He's definitely like, uh, you know, this is the first of many challenges. I could tell you that I believe in you, blah, blah, blah. But it, what matters is if you believe in you. Um, but at the end, he's like, I'm really glad you came to see me. I'm really <laughs> I glad. Like, okay. I can't tell you what's in your own heart. Yeah. <laughs> but I do know I should be in it. Uh, still creepy. Like, just so creepy. Glad. I don't so know. Glad. He puts on the husky tone. Like, I'm so glad that you came to me and not your... Guyanese lover. <laughs> Just for Kojo. What a snake, that Reverend Eric. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <sighs> All right. So Edward, on his quest for love... <laughs> goes to the MOP, which I forget what it, Museum of... Popularity. <laughs> Peculiar. Sure. M- yeah, yeah. Peculiarities or something. Yeah, let's yeah. go with that. Um, so he, he's waiting outside, meets Mihira. They have to break in to the um, to the museum again. I don't know why Mihira just couldn't have this conversation outside the museum, but she like brings him into the museum and she tells Edward, you know, I'm so glad that we met each other. And they talk about how they both are seeing Jordan. Um, apparently Jordan's only talking to Edward, but Mahira is seeing him praying, which yeah. was new. Uh, we're not going to delve any more into that. I was like, <laughs> okay, interesting. Interesting choice. And like, I just, if we're not going to delve deeper into that, like, why give us that little morsel? Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting to say the least. And uh, yeah, because then like you can make a connection to the John spiritual. You know what I mean? Like there could be like a spirituality conversation. That's, there's another spirituality grief group that's going to take place <laughs> with Mahira and John. Uh, we're just spinning out grief groups all over the place. <laughs> it's a grief group enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you could, maybe the porta potties don't work out. Kojo can get into the grief oh, group. Uh, you no, know, but like grief groups a, need a porta potty because sometimes you you know you gotta go. You each have, you're each in your own porta potty. All the porta potties oh. are set up in a circle. Each person gets in a porta potty, which is connected to the mm-hmm. other porta potties, and everyone can hear everyone speaking. So you don't have to feel like you're talking in front of people. You can feel like you're alone, but you are talking to other people. It's kind of like a confessional. Uh, yeah, other por- <laughs> other porta potty people. Porta potty people. I Trademark like it. it. It's ours. <laughs> no one steal that. No one steal that. 
<laughs> so Edward like is getting super excited by the fact that like Mahir is having the same experiences and stuff like this. So he like extends his hand and says, at least we have each other. And this is when Mahira's uh, uh. <laughs> like pulls, she does pull her hand back, mm. unlike Adriana. She pulls her hand back and is like, yeah, about that. Mm. Uh, we can't see each other anymore. I have to leave this behind now. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we can't text anymore. And, and no this, is, this is the moment that I was talking about where the lighting here in this scene you know, as, as as they begin the conversation, there's light on them both. It's very, mm. it's lighted very well. There's like sunlight coming in. It's very bright. By the end, when she's telling him yes. that they can't talk and text anymore, it's gotten the the tone has gotten really gray, really like uh, you know, dull. It dulled the tone. I was like, oh, that is that's just wow. Those are so good. Like I had to rewind it. And I was like, did, did what happened? What I just think happened happened. I was like, oh yeah, that is so that is so good. Like you could just see the emotion. Like sucked out of Edward, the colors sucked out of the scene. I'm like, woof, that's that is storytelling. That is directing. <laughs> that is that is director of photography's shining moment. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And then um there is a little bit of light on Jordan as he comes over to comfort Edward. I agree. Very well done. Uh Kojo. Kojo, uh, uncle of the like century, this guy. Like the way that like Bex, they're having a totally normal like kid conversation. Mm-hmm. Bex doesn't want to take a bath. <laughs> She's yeah. just like, "Can I take two baths tomorrow if I don't take a bath tonight?" And she, he just keeps saying, "No, my niece. <laughs> like you have to do this." It's like, bro, you didn't take a bath yesterday. You're like you stink. <laughs> I can smell you from right here. So yeah, you gotta take a bath. Yeah, gotta go. And while they're having this conversation, he gets a notification. Okay, so first of all, this means he must have like alerts on for her, mm-hmm. for Adriana, oh, right? Yeah. Like getting a notification that Adriana had lunch with Eric because the press is eating this up, calling them the king and queen of Harlem, thinking that they're back together, all of this stuff. And uh, Coach is like, ugh, when he sees it. Yeah. Gotta got keep tabs on your boo via Google alerts and Twitter alerts. <laughs> if there's one thing you take away from the show, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, Adriana is uh, back at the campaign office and she walks in and she like apparently has taken all social media and all notifications off her phone so she has no idea that like the entire world is talking about this her entire world is talking about this and um her campaign manager is pretty excited about it she's like this is good press people will vote for you if you think you're going home to him i was like you do not need to put it like that like Mm -mm -mm. That did not need to happen but this is you can see adriana's growing frustration with like the political process with the machine, the yeah. political machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, this is this is fucked up. I don't like this. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> this this scene was this scene was also great in my opinion. Didi uh, is touring apartments with Stephen because you know they have to you know sell the house, so she's gonna have to find a place to live. And um, Didi has kind of turned Stephen into her like surrogate steve has become her assistant like he is like getting the final stuff in order he's taking her to all an apartment shopping i'm like what steve i don't know if this is the extent of your job what you should be doing here but i do really like the dynamic between steve and Dee. like yeah. it's definitely a highlight of the series uh right now at the moment I, I do enjoy that yeah and she's touring like a very basic like apartment with like in the wall air conditioning and like mm-hmm. definitely a much different lifestyle than she's used to to having 
And um, at this moment, TD realizes, like, you know, if we're going to do this, I got to tell Zoe all of the things. So, you know, if I don't tell her, nothing's going to change. And Steve's like, yes, this is so smart. TD's like, yes, I know. I know it's smart. I know it's so smart that you need to come over for dinner <laughs> at seven and just, you need to talk finances because I can't. Just drag Steve into this, like, drag him kicking and screaming, uh, which I do. Enjoy. I mean, this Dee Dee and Steve dynamic has justified the existence of Steve for me. Yeah. <laughs> Not the Amanda Steve relationship, the Steve Dee Dee relationship has justified his existence in this show because he's so uncomfortable. And so, like, uh, you know, not here for this, but I love how Dee Dee just can drag him into this. Yes. Um, and as they are leaving the apartment, I did, like, the exchange between, um, like, the like the rental office person. And Dee Dee's like, so what do you think? She's like, I wouldn't live here. <laughs> if like, I, would, I would wrench my heart out of my body yeah. before I ever lived here. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Steve's like... We're going to think about it. Yeah. It was very well done. We'll get back to you. <laughs> Edward is back at the house watching Shay learn to play golf and he hears the piano. It turns out that Amanda is over there um, working on it. And they have an interesting exchange because they talk about like their crushes. I was so, like, boy, you're getting real open to a stranger for all of a sudden. Like, Well, because I think it's because um, Amanda doesn't ask Edward if he remembers brent because right off the top in there like he's like hi i'm edward and she's like yeah i lost someone too with brent you know and gives the seat number and he's like i don't remember him and she's like i wasn't gonna ask you yeah linda take note yeah, exactly. <laughs> amanda didn't get all creepy asking about like what's the last time you saw him my my fiance tell me all about it she didn't get all creepy like that she is uh she's the cool piano lady but still yeah yeah, no, it's very, yeah. Edward gets very personal and very fast. Yeah, he's like, uh, the only, you know, person I have a crush on is my dead brother's girlfriend. And she's like, well, I'm kind of into my dead fiance's brother. So both, both, oh. grief, both these relationships are grief relationships. Like, yeah. it's so funny because it, it's only born out of grief, not out of anything else. That these people want to hook up with their, like, uh, you know, brother's uh, fiance's brother or brother's girlfriend and grief is the only thing tying that together which is yep. really interesting like, these two cross paths and spill their guts like this yeah a lot of interesting things can happen when like people have a shared traumatic experience and mm -hmm. this is this is one of them <laughs> like they are experiencing grief in the same odd weird way uh i do like at the end you know Edward is asking Amanda, like, well, what are you going to do about this situation? Because Edward still is, uh, like, thinks he can save this relationship with Mahira. And um, Amanda says, I just got to ignore it and move on with my life. And that's what Mahira had said to her or said to him at the museum. Mm -hmm. And he goes upstairs and says, yeah, but the dude still lost his brother. So maybe cut him some slack okay i was all like right. that's an, that's the 12 year old answer right there yeah, for sure it's like <laughs> all right dude like i'll go i get i mean what i can cut on some slack sure but like i'm not gonna just hook up with the guy because he lost his brother like yeah yeah and also maybe encourage him to talk to his wife um you know yeah. <laughs> it's not all about you edward <laughs> even though it's called Dear Edward. Even though technically it is all about you, Edward. And yeah. we, we're supposed to have these letters that are like Where, one. They're not eight. even coming. We, they're not even coming anymore. It's are they, episode eight out of ten. Where are the letters? No we one's have checking two the mail. Episodes. 
Like, there's no mail check. What the frick is going on in the boiler room? I where are these letters? He just dropped asking about the letter. Like, <laughs> where are the letters? <laughs> Give me the letters. Uh, <laughs> what yeah. about his letters? I his think. New, what about her emails? <laughs> I think that. Um, I think it's. I'm gonna call it next episode. I feel like penultimate. We need it. We need penultimate it. is like. They, there are what else do they have to reveal? You there know? are literally letters drawn in the opening of this show. Give me the letters. <laughs> do it now. I want to know what the letters say and how it's going to change Edward for Edward, the better. Is that his therapy? Is his therapy reading the letters? I don't know. <sighs> Maybe. Give me the letters. Give me the letters. Oh, boy. Well, uh, Sam. Remember Sam? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's part of the show. So we Sam. didn't see Sam. We didn't see Sam outside uh you know exercising earlier in, the, in like a montage type thing yeah yeah and we'll figure out what that what that has to do with anything in this segment <laughs> yeah so we get this one scene of him like using trx bands to like work outside and then after he texts vernon like he's he, like he first thinks okay let me text him then he pulls that back and is like no i'm not gonna do it but then he does start this conversation and a I forgot that Vernon had left the TRX yeah. bands. Yeah, I, I think I think when we saw him training with the bands, we were like, "Oh my gosh, he's using Vernon's bands!" But that did not come to my mind at all. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, okay, we're seeing Sam exercise. Interesting. Yeah, I do want to mention. Uh, this is a scene where you can remember that this is a show on Apple TV Plus. Uh, every now and again, on an Apple show. You'll get like the full suite of Apple products. <laughs> and um, we have an iPhone, an iPad, and like an iMac all in the same oh, that's like funny. shot. Uh, and so sometimes, uh, well, because I keep track of it because the whole like good guys can only use Apple products mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. So uh, I did notice that. How do you explain Sam? How do you explain Sam using <laughs> the products then? Let me tell you, let me ask you that. <laughs> I mean, well, good is, you know, objective, subjective. <laughs> so. Anyway, as the end of Sam's good guy after this episode. Yeah, yeah. So, um, they start this text conversation, Vernon and Sam, and like Vernon goes like from zero to sixty super fast. Vernon's Sam's all waiting. like, "Yeah." Sam's like, "I'm using your TRX pants to work out," and he's like, "Oh, well, you're gonna have to come here, and we'll have to like fight people off of you." And he's like, "Well, I have to fight you off of me," and then boom, photo. We're photoing right away. Vernon, homewrecker. <laughs> you now know this man is married. What are you in. doing? He leans in, and Sam toys with uh, sending one back, and he can't just—he can't do it quite yet, quite yet. He takes like eight hundred pictures, as you know, one does. Him and his dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, would Ver- you like to go to dinner? Vernon has oh, been what? like. Vernon has been waiting for this. Vernon has been like all about it about it like yes i'm just waiting for this guy to text me i'm gonna go in for the for the kill vernon knows what's up yeah shame on you vernon i mean shame on you sam and vernon yeah Uh, no no good could come of this but yes let's let's go over to dinner now shall we go over to dds for dinner for one of the most awkward dinners? very awkward extremely although can you imagine the opening of this dinner? Like Zoe gets there, and she's like, "Who is this guy?" I did enjoy that whole thing because she's like, "And Steve, and like me, you and Steve are gonna be a family now." <laughs> Who is this Steve guy? Oh, okay, so Didi, like, they have to they eat the dinner, and then Didi's like, 
well, we have some financial news to tell you. This is why Steve is here. So Steve talks about how, you know, Charles had this condo in LA, which is really hard to keep after you lose your job and are in debt, to which Zoe is like, what are you talking about? Wait, what now? <laughs> like, and so I do, I do, I mean, Didi, this was not fair to anyone in the scene, but I can kind of get Didi wanting to avoid the whole conversation. So she comes. I mean, you, you come over, you tell Zoe before Steve comes over, like, because you don't you shouldn't leave it to Steve to break the news. Steve's like, wait, you don't, you didn't know that? Like, Didi, what up? Yeah, yeah. So Steve ends up having to like give Dee Dee some eyes to get Dee Dee to start telling the story of what's going on. Turns out they're three million dollars in debt. It's a mm, lot that's of such, debt. That's such a big number. Like I couldn't even imagine like yeah. someone telling me that. Like you are three million dollars in debt. I mean, I, what? Yeah. And um, he goes on to tell Zoe, like, you're going to need to make some sacrifices, like selling the house, come back on spending, education. No more no more Uber Eats every day. <laughs> you're going to have to make some dinners. <laughs> but the fact that Steve brought up education really gets Dee Dee upset because she's like, we talked about this, you know, she's staying in school no matter what. Zoe, in the meantime, cannot believe, like, she cannot believe this is happening at all she holds her dad up on such a high pedestal uh dad did every single thing for himself you you know we would have had more money if you didn't need jewelry or fancy clothes or going on vacations and all of this stuff and this turns into like a physical Mm -hmm. (laughs) fight altercation you know it 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 turns it turns into like screeching like I was like, wait, I can't even understand what anyone's saying anymore. Um, it, it's what it gets to between Dee Dee and Zoe. And of course, Steve tries to break it up, which, you know, he probably he gets slapped have. in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like elbowed in the nose or something. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I was surprised he wasn't bleeding, actually. <laughs> I was like, Steve has taken some lumps in this show <laughs> so far. And Zoe, like, totally just like leaves. And I, you know, I can't blame her because, Didi could have handled this a little bit better. Yeah, I did like, uh, you know, she when Zoe like lashes out at Didi and being like, you know, he did everything for you, and you know, he, you know, he never did anything for himself, and and like Didi was going over and like uh, grabbing. So I was like, is this what? Is this how you know Charles's like uh, second life is going to come out? Yeah. She's going to be like in a in a fit of rage, going to reveal this about Charles to Zoe. But I'm I'm I guess I'm kind of glad she didn't because that would have been <laughs> traumatic, and shocking. Um, you know, I did like all of a sudden Zoe's like, I can't go to Barnyard anymore. Like, wait, Zoe, you were just talking about not going back there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so all of a sudden now you're just all about I'm Barnyard supposed now. to just like drop out and yeah. never go back. But I you were gonna Bernard. It's a fancy school. Yeah, fancy fancy. We don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like one of the fancy ones. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, she just leaves Zoe or Dee Dee runs after her. I don't know. Do you think Zoe will ever know the whole truth? I, I think for I think she should. I think Dee Dee should, should tell too. her. Yeah. Um and I hope that it's come I hope that it's in a calm, you know, manner, not like this. I hope it's just I, I feel like for Dee Dee to get complete closure. Which I, she may not ever get complete closure, but for her to progress and move on, I think she needs to number one accept Charles's lifestyle, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure that she can ever do that. Mm-hmm. But I think some sort of acceptance needs to come, 
and for her to include Zoe in on that, I think would be a part of that. My whole thing during this whole conversation was like, you don't have to move to a weird one bedroom apartment. You already have a condo in LA. Like, just move to that condo. I mean, in she, LA. I, I don't think you want to be away from that far away from Zoe. But for like the rest of her college career, like, also, Zoe, Zoe, you want to travel? Let's just move. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would be an easier sell than whatever she's trying to sell right now. And she could then also involve Zoe in charles's old like alternative life like this is like let's see what dad's life was really like yeah and we've and we've really kind of dropped that aspect of it mm-hmm. like we haven't talked about it you know in a, in a few episodes now like it's just been kind of dropped and it's not been revisited i thought i felt like we didn't get a total sense of closure with how he left things in la so i really wanted there to be more to that story that we saw it would be cool if they do move back there that Dee Dee gets involved in the LGBTQIA like, yeah. um, community and maybe continues on serving the role that Charlie was. And that could be a way that they can like remain connected. Yeah, I just think there was so much involved with Charles' story. We had him losing his job, you know, lying to his wife uh, and not being as uh, rich as mm-hmm. he made his family think. And then we also, on top of that, have the LGBTQIA lgbt angle which i think is a lot to pile onto this character that we're never going to really meet and i I think i think it's overload on that character and overload on that particular story and it feel it almost feels like it should be two separate people's stories yes yeah like not just charles it should be two people like like in two separate storylines because it's not meshing well here for me because they're not tackling it together at all yeah, it's like let's deal with a little bit of this and then close that off and deal with a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is a complex story that isn't necessarily being addressed in the same way. Yeah. Back at Edward's house, he is like upstairs, and I thought he was like just like imagining music while he was playing the piano. Yeah, but so Amanda I- was playing the piano downstairs, and he could like know exactly what to play. So that again shows, oh yeah, he does play the piano. <laughs> he like it's really into it. Um, Amanda and Lacey are leaving the house, and who's who shows up on the door at the door there? But good old John. Who who invited you to this episode, John? Like we were having a great time without your weirdness. John wants to pick up his paddleboard because he thinks, you know, even though I haven't done it in five years, it could be meditative. I've got some time. And he does tell Lizzie, like, sometimes being separate separated can be a good thing. It doesn't have to be like the end of our relationship. But Lizzie's like, you left me like why are you trying to convince me of anything you are the one who left me and then he compares like the relationship to like a bad car engine like i was like what what are you even talking about john again just coming just coming out of nowhere with like gibberish and weirdness john john's gonna john i guess uh (laughs) amanda does ask Lacey before they leave like hey are you okay and it was nice to see Lacey say no i'm not okay it wasn't just like a yeah 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 i'm fine uh back over at uh the Kojo Adriana Bex residence. <laughs> um, Bex is uh, getting, you know, I think they're eating and they're watching TV and Adriana's on the TV and Bex is calling Adriana 
Auntie Adriana. And I was like, oh no, Uh-oh. oh no, oh no, we are we are in deep water now. We are part of the family. Yeah. Uh, Adriana is having a press conference where she's addressing the pay scandal. And um, she acknowledges like it's kind of difficult to do because the person that did this is, is dead. Like I can't go ask her why she made the decision she did. But what I can do is try to make it right by publishing my taxes and donating the overages to equal it. Um, and so she thinks that all the questions she's going to get are going to be about Eric. I mean, are going to be about the scandal, but they're all about Eric. Poor, poor, sweet, innocent Adriana, <laughs> who has had no media training, apparently, should know that she's going to get some air questions. It's yeah. going to come up. I mean, she says she was a fan of the West Wing. This happened on the West Wing, like, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so- she does want to tell people like i am the candidate i will work hard for people and if you don't like me don't vote for me which i think is a strong like that's a refreshing statement to hear it is, a, it, election. it's great on tv but yeah in real life people are like all right i won't vote for you then fine <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do you think this season ends with adriana being elected no yeah you think she's gonna get trounced yes yeah because like, this, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there but like it's like i have to be on this path because this was the path that i was on well you could maybe try to find your own your own mm-hmm. path yeah um amanda decides to call steve um and they talk about their day weird this is just weird like again i'm like i did not think we had this relationship with amanda and steve where we're calling all of a sudden talking about our day as if as if we're just as if we are boyfriend and girlfriend like amanda this man is engaged. Like, yeah. not, not even to, like, talk about the fact that he's your dead fiance's brother. We're not even going to touch that. The man's engaged. Do not call him up like he's your boyfriend and you want to talk about his day. You are literally homewrecking right now. Uh, we, this, is, this is a series full of homewreckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Amanda, what are, you, what are you doing? And Steve, like, as he, like, checks to see if Daphne's watching him, like, Poor takes the, Daphne. Takes the like, call surreptitiously. She's making them dinner. Was she? I thought she was, like. I think so. Or I something. thought she was doing her own work. Oh, like, she, she might have been doing that. She was over in the kitchen area. Yeah. And I, I thought was... she was fooling with some documents or something. I don't know. Uh, I... Uh, he's like, yo, why? Why, Amanda? Why? Stop it. I want to like you. You helped Edward out this, this week. You I helped know. out Lacey. I want to like you. But now you're doing this. It's just she's just she's just totally like forgotten that this man is engaged. She's just like, hey babe, how's your how's your day gone? This is is this her cutting him some slack? Like I This ain't cutting slack. Cutting I... slack would be <laughs> being civil towards him in grief group. This was calling, be like, What's up, boo? Like, how did how did your this day go? Like leaning like, in. <laughs> yeah, like how it used to be in high school. Like you'd be like on the phone with your oh. with your with your boo, and you wanted you to fall asleep while you're on the phone and blah blah blah. This is not this is not cutting slack. This is full on flirting. Do people do that anymore? Because that was was FaceTime. Now you fall asleep on FaceTime together. I don't know that. Like I don't. (laughs) You know, my child is not into that level yet of anything, and cell phones were not that advanced when I was a child. I I remember being on landlines for like hours, and my parents being like, "Get off the phone." Oh yeah, when when you pick up the phone, you're like nah, nah, yeah. nah, when you try to make a call and you're on the internet. Yes. Yeah, kids, you don't know about that. Like if you're listening to this, <laughs> you're like under the age of like 25, or like or like 30. You don't know about that. 
yeah that was that's, that's another time another podcast for another time but mm-hmm. yes so adriana after she has her hard day of her gotcha with ari her lunch with eric her press conference does that doesn't go her way she comes home and she's kojo sitting on the stoop waiting for her and kojo like goes right in it's like oh so you're back with eric the <laughs> jilted like, the jilted lover kojo is ready to fight and Adriana admits that she thought that this, like, being in a relationship would change Kojo's mind. And I think that's a little unfair to him. Like, that's a little manipulative, uh, yeah. Adriana. Uh, I mean, first of all, we've talked about it a little bit on the show, but there's the immigration angle. Like, yeah. would he actually be able to stay here? Like, are you going to marry him, Adriana? Like, is that what you're prepared to do? Um, and, you know, he does put it, he's like, listen, like, because she tells him, like, you're prioritizing porta potties over our relationship. And he's like, listen, it's not just about the business. It's about my family. Like, his family depends on him to be there to make money for yeah. them. And I would like, I would even like to know what that exactly means. Like, is his, is he supporting his mom, his, his dad? Like, who is the rest of Kojo and Bex's family in Ghana? Well, the only clue we have is like, I think in the first episode when we first meet him, he's like in the truck with his cousin or something like that. Like, yeah. So I think it's a family business. I think it's, um, I'd like to get some other, yeah, the I think some other indication of what that means. Like, yeah. I would like to see like a call back home. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, to see what to see what it mean what what Kojo means to the people over there to give us some context of what Kojo's talking about here. Like how how dependent are they on Kojo? Like what is the feasibility of him actually staying in America if that was to come to pass? Because if I'm looking in the future of this show, um if we get a season two, are we gonna I doubt we would get a separate storyline of Kojo, Adriana, and Bex in Ghana. So I think the only way this will really work is if Kojo does stay here some kind of way. Uh, if does that mean that his sacrifice would be for Bex, like not to bring Bex out of the situation with, because this whole conversation is like, you know, there are sacrifices that come with be- blazing your own trail. And like Ko- Kojo also is blazing his own trail by being, you know, the king of porta potties. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's his own trail that he has yeah. to do. But the thing the thing that's different and me, but we don't know because we don't know like did Kojo inherit this business from his family, like or or anything like that? Like I have no idea. But Adriana keeps bringing up the fact that like my grandmother put me on this path and I have to stay here and I have to make sacrifices to do that. And so if he was going to stay in America, his sacrifice, he'd be sacrificing his business. He'd be sacrificing his family. He'd be sacrificing a life that he could be giving Bex to. It'd be a lot. I think if I was to quote unquote, read the edit of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Give it me the edge. It's just kind (laughs) of like Adriana. She started out this season, not wanting to go down this path, like quitting this path. Right, and now like she is now like oh I have to go on this path because my grandmother wanted this for me. If I was reading the edit, I would say by the end of this season, Adrian's gonna be like, you know what, Peace this out. is not this is not what I need for for to be happy in my life. Like I can find other ways to uh, help humanity. Um, I don't need to do it here. I don't have to do it here because this conversation here is like I have to do this here. This is my like she they talk about like. Uh, Kojo says it's my family, my business. She's like, well, this is my family, my home. Like, but Adriana, 
because the show hasn't shown us, what other family do you have here? Well, and she seems to have so many different like gatekeepers and guardians of her impacts Mm -hmm. in this situation. Like she's talking about these big ideas and everyone around her is like, Hey, dampen them down like make yeah, she's them getting smaller. squatted down at every turn yeah. and just like is this really what you want adriana like i think she has to come to terms with is this what she wants because she was you know determined that's not what she wanted but her grandmother's death kind of spurned her to think about legacy and what her grandmother would have wanted so she feels like she has to take this route and i think that she should come to realize that no this is not the route that i should take this is not the route i want i want to inflict infect i want to make change a different way well and i think the show um in another directorial achievement uh made this point by showing there's a the scene ends with her sitting on the on the steps and they pull back and there is still a memorial to her grandmother outside the house Mm -hmm. so it's like a reminder of legacy it's a reminder of basically like the ghost of her grandmother like still directing adriana's decisions and yeah and i I do like uh you know by the end of this uh adriana says i'm not eric's queen and i'm not your queen so i do like that aspect that she is you know she she quote unquote don't need a man uh which Mm -hmm. you know uh, it's a total support of uh but i just you know the show is not gonna this show is not going to follow through with that i don't think I think Kojo and Adrian are destined to be together. I think that's what we want, but maybe I don't I, I know. Think, I don't I know. They the, said like we need to be in our separate places, and it's sad. But do we end the season it. with them in separate places? Do we end the season if the show I says we're going to get a season two? If we're going to get a season two, I think yeah. they'll be separated if we get a season two. If there's not going to be a season two, I hope they don't do that to us. Yeah. You, you hope they don't do what? Give us a season two or, or keep Adriana and Coach Oprah? Can read that however you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think if they're I think if they're banking on a season two, then they keep them apart yeah. until next season. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we will see. We we'll will see. see. I mean, it'll be. I, I'm not saying that uh, there couldn't be a season two because I know that there's like in the book. From what I know of the book, like the first part is just like the first year, and if that's what we're covering here, there could uh-huh. be you know more to this. But we got to give me the freaking letters. I yes. need the letters, <laughs> and I need to know. Um, I need some more investment to want to continue the stories with these characters, or we have to like drop some of the characters that aren't like part Working. of the main story yeah. yeah uh speaking of which go to sam not the, oh no not that it's not working i don't know he's just like he came in so late to the picture right yeah um he has you know gotten the courage to send his picture over to vernon and he wakes up and he's super distracted what's his wife's name again Simone? To... Uh, sienna 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 can pick up on the fact that things are not great she keeps asking you know hey are you okay and he's like yeah everything's fine it's great uh he runs off to go take care of their daughter and he gets a little notification and sienna goes and checks his phone and sees more than she bargained for yikes 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 boy i was not i was i was not ready for for this i did not for any of it for the picture that gets (laughs) gets shown of vernon's butt it was it was Vernon's butt. Uh, I wasn't expecting there to not be a confrontation. Like this is just how the story ends mm-hmm. in this episode. It's just like she knows, and that's it. 
Um, I was expecting like maybe uh, a confrontation of some sort, a mention, but I guess they're saving that for that's penultimate material. This was called a tease. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel bad for her. Like that's that's some some rough stuff to find out. Uh, turns out that Edward couldn't sleep during the night and he decided to get up and get on his bike. First, this kid, like, just goes everywhere. Like, just just willy-nilly leaves the house like, Lacey, I understand you're new to this, but <laughs> damn, like, keep some sort of tabs. Like, goodness. He gets on and his bike at night. How late is Home Depot open? Like, <laughs> Right. If Edward's in bed, it's gotta be like 9, 10 o'clock. <sighs> like, yeah, he goes to Home Depot, picks up some stuff. I don't know. Did you put together what he was putting together before we saw no, what he put no together? No idea. No <laughs> idea. I was like, what in the world is happening? I-, I was scared. I was like, is this going to be like some like bad thing that's about to happen here? I was like, oh, what is happening? Is it, I, is it, has everything pushed too far? Ooh, I was expecting it to be roller derby related and not okay, golf yeah. related. Mm-hmm. like make but, her a little derby track or something yeah yeah but he went and made her a practice putting green oh so nice uh dd finds out that her there's an offer on her home she she's having trouble opening frozen peas i can relate sometimes those packages are really hard to open but you also could use a pair of scissors um she gets an offer on the house and it's well above asking. And this is where we we do get a little bit of a flashback. We have been wanting one. Um, but it did not achieve what it was supposed to achieve. No. no. Give this man, Charles, a speaking <laughs> role, please. Something. The man still has not spoken at all in this show. Yeah. Yeah. We just see them like at Thanksgiving, sitting around the table. Zoe's running around. Um, Charles small, looks happy. Small girl at this point. Yeah. At this moment. Yeah, so she Didi knows that by like selling the house, she's letting go of these memories and all of this. So she's like, "Okay, I'll sell it, but I need sixty day escrow, and I'm taking the chandelier with me." <laughs> like, very Didi response. Gonna look so nice in my little two bedroom apartment. <laughs> I mean, sell it for my. I would sell it. Uh, Lacey, on the other hand, who said she didn't know where the paddleboard went when John had come over for the paddleboard uh knew exactly where the paddleboard was well well it's she went to the garage said she she seemed surprised to see it uh, yeah but it i think maybe fun. she did think she threw it out but <laughs> she sits down in the garage oh there that stupid paddleboard and she takes it out onto a lake so listen i was like first of all she put where it are they the <laughs> right is this <laughs> is this is this jersey shore like where where is she? Uh, is she at Coney Island? Like what's happening? I don't even know what happens at Coney Island. Can you go on the beach at Coney Island? I'm not even sure. Uh, I, when she put it in the water, I was like, let the thing go, let the thing go, Lacey. Just yeah. Let it let it float, let it go out to the ocean and say bye bye. I was like, yeah, that's what that was what John gets for messing with Lacey. She's gonna set his paddleboard free, but no. That's, oh, that's what if she lit it on fire? And oh gosh, it out. That's some way to exhale stuff right there. That's some good stuff. Um, But yeah, no, she takes out the paddleboard and just like hangs out. Um, Back at school. I kind of thought John was going to be at the beach like, hey, (laughs) with with his new paddleboard. He's like, oh, so you didn't know where my paddleboard was. That would have been funny. That would have been funny. That's not this show. (laughs) But this part is the show. And I got to say, this was weird. Um, 
Edward is at school and Shay finds Edward at school and she's like, Hey, did you make the pudding green for me? And he's like, yeah, I, I wanted to say, I'm sorry for what I said about your dad. And out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Shay says, things are changing. Edward. You can't sleep at my, you can't sleep over anymore. And he's like, why? She's like, I'm a woman now. And I know, I know, I know what that means. Like, I knew exactly what she was trying to say, but I don't know why she had to say it. <laughs> like, she's basically telling him that she has gotten her period. And so now she cannot have boys sleep over in her house because she is a woman now. Very familiar. Why did we this, need this? Very familiar with these emotions as the <laughs> father of a, of a now teen girl. <laughs> because, you know, at certain ages, you think that you are older than you are. Reed? Uh, yes, you, you know as well. Uh, <laughs> So it's like I, I could like again sympathize with uh with the with the kind of bewilderedness that Eddie is feeling. Like what are you what are you talking about? What do you mean? Oh, for sure, but like why did we why did this need to be part of the story between the two of them? Yeah, I, like, I don't know. I, I, there was no I, lead up to that. It would just kinda happened. Yeah. And like I was expecting when she said things are changing talking about the relationship between her and her father not necessarily mm-hmm. talking about biological changes that or, she or, had like no, no like you said lead up to or i would think this is about like how she's feeling more for eddie than eddie is feeling for her yes uh, yeah. because we still haven't really addressed that because even now eddie's like what are you talking about like we're just like like we're he friends. can't even put it in his mind like why it's weird that a boy sleeps over at a girl's house because in his mind she's like you're just like my sister like what's the big deal yeah yeah i just we didn't even get like usually usually in like television though and especially in a school setting you'll have like the sex ed class talk to like (laughs) prime the people that there's gonna like this literally came out of nowhere Mm -hmm. not saying that it doesn't have like it it's a very natural thing that happens like i'm not saying that we shouldn't be talking about it i just wasn't expecting it to be part of the story uh, and she's like all prepared. She brought all of the stuff. She's like, you can't sleep over. And here's all your stuff, including Jordan's jacket. Oh, and yeah. uh, Edward's like, are we not friends anymore? And Shay says, like, we can hang out sometimes. Yeah, that's a blow off. <laughs> oof, oof. And uh, Shay's trying to convince Edward that it's going to be okay, but he says it's not going to be okay, not for me. And she's like, you'll make new friends. Shay, do you it's, know this guy? <laughs> they have well, they have totally taken Shay and her personality and her the work they've done with Shay emotionally up to now and totally crumpled yeah. it and threw it in the trash. Yeah. Because you would think at this point, with everything Shay and Eddie have been through, that Shay would sympathize and Shay would know that she kind of needs to treat Eddie with kid gloves. Yes. And she... that's not how this ended. She was just like, oh, you make new friends and just kind of just walks off. It's like dude and we're not even getting like any insight to what conversations are happening in her home now that her dad is back like this could be a big part of the situation and it's also weird like uh a couple times in this episode when we flash to shay shay now apparently has a new friend uh it's this uh other uh, girl i believe Mm -hmm. and like nothing about that gets mentioned it feels like it's some we're missing something there because like as she she's talking to this, this girl at school, she's out back with the girl practicing golf. Uh, right. Later in the episode, 
So it's like, I, I feel like we're missing something. And I mean, I, I keep saying that with this show. It feels like we're missing something. Like something was not included that we should be seeing. We need like Dear Edward, the B-side. Like we need to see everything yeah. that was included. And it almost feels like this show was supposed to be 12 episodes, but Apple TV was like, ah, we'll short it to 10 and get some, <laughs> cut some stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this this turns the tables for Edward. Edward is not happy I mean, at there, all. There is rage in this boy's eyes. I was like, yeah. oh, what's about to go down? He's I mean, as he, as he goes to the route, he's going to go. We're like, oh, okay. We know where he's going. I totally thought he was like going to just jam out. Like, just like. Yeah, totally. Play it I out. Like, I was like, this is what he needs now. Like, to go, <sighs> go, go back to comfort. Go back to something that he's familiar She'll with. She'll pan it up. She'll it pan felt, it up. Yeah, it felt like that's where the episode was taking us all episode. Just like, let's get him back to where his comfort. Let's get him back to like what he knows. But that we did not get that. No, he mad walks himself up to again, second floor music room, questionable. And <laughs> then uh, I guess it had to be on the second floor so that he could do this. So he goes to the music room and like sits down at the piano, does a like, uh, like a discordant sound, just like bangs on the piano. And I thought, oh, okay, you got it. Then he starts rolling it down the hallway. Uh, Edward, Edward, what are you doing? Where are you going, Edward? Edward, don't do what are you what, what are you doing? I was yelling at Edward from the from yeah. my couch, like Edward, don't do that. What what are you doing? And then I'm like, there's only one place you could be going. Are you really going here? Oh, yep, yep. Where, where are yep. you taking that piano, Edward? Yep, he did it. He sure did throw the piano down the stairs. <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> oh so uh yeah this is the biggest emotion and reaction we've seen from edward thus far we have not seen him cry very much we did see like we mentioned at the beginning of this episode you know he threw stuff at jordan's the ghost force ghost of jordan in that situation <laughs> but um we didn't we haven't really seen anything else other than his attachment to, to mahira i really hope I really hope that this is an incident that causes people in his life to be concerned about his mental well-being, because I feel like he has been emotionally neglected in this entire story. Mm-hmm. I could even point to Lisey's conversation with John, and maybe John is the purpose of John's story is to to get. <laughs> this is again Marissa reaching, but um, <laughs> you know, with the last episode at the garage sale, Lisey yells at John and says you're making this all about you. And when it comes to grief, it is all about you. Like Mm -hmm. it is all about you and everyone has an all about you type of situation. And Lisey has made it all about her. And so everyone's doing that. And Edward's just like ping pong in his way through life, trying to go from one thing to another. And no one's really caring about his needs or seeing his, his needs. I, I feel like, this is this is neglectful. Yeah, Edward's been really left to fend for himself. Um, and we get some moments where Lacey is trying to be parental, um, but we haven't gotten enough of that. We haven't gotten enough care. It just seems like he's he's here now, and then we're just going to deal with it. And yeah, I, I wish there was some sort of professional to help us. Like I don't, I don't know. I just like he's not. It's not like the dude's a celebrity. Like the kid's a celebrity. Like you can't yeah. tell me that like. People, even if you got to put, I mean, I hate this, that this is part of our lives, but put them on a Dr. Phil, put them on, you know, like, oh, like man. people, people don't, get, just ooh. get them connected to a 
professional. Not that Dr. Phil's a good I, professional. I, I feel like like I feel it's like, not like people wouldn't want to work with him. Oh yes. I I feel like if we leave this season of this show without that question being answered, I feel like that's going to be a big letdown for me. It's going to be a big minus for the show if that question's not answered. If we don't find out that yes, he had been going and we just need more, or he's going to start going. And I feel like even if he just starts going now, I'll be like, okay, why wasn't this a thing before? Yeah. It will still irk me. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a big letdown of the show if we don't get this, this question answered. And I honestly, like, I don't know enough about, quote, unquote, the system. Mm-hmm. But if Lacey had to assume, like, guardianship of edward would there not also be some sort of mandated therapy (laughs) in the situation (laughs) like usually like she's got she hasn't fully adopted him i don't know i don't don't know what that i don't know i'm just surprised that there isn't some sort of i don't think i don't think it'll be mandated i don't don't think it'll be mandated because you transfer guardianship uh i think in the way that guardianship was transferred uh, I don't think any. I still don't think anyone would mandate it, but I think it would be strongly encouraged. Yeah, like, like, thing. like they're just like, I, where's the social worker? Even just from like life, not from the school. Like, just mm-hmm. this was such a high profile event. Yeah. It's not like people don't know. We had that whole scene with all of these reporters at their door. So it's not like people don't know. It's not like he wouldn't have access to resources. So, like, what is happening? And, yeah, we, we need answers. We need that. I mean, hopefully, like you said, this will. This will encourage uh, something to be shown in that regard. If it doesn't, and we just like come into next episode and Lacey's giving him a stern talking to, like that will, I, I think I'll like grab my hair out or something because that will be just indefensible. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll we we'll have to see next episode. I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely here for next episode because there's so much to see, yeah. so much to talk about. We got the Sam and Sienna thing. We got the Edward thing. Uh, we got, oh, is Koja gonna stay? Is he gonna go? Yeah. yeah so what is Adriana gonna make her own path for real and not just be on the one she was put on? Yes. Uh so I'm very I'm very uh you know tempted to not tempted to because I'm going to, but I'm very encouraged to watch next next episode. I'll, it'll be the most I'm looking forward to watching Dear Edward uh this <laughs> season, I think. Yeah, no, it's it's got some some things to look forward to. Well, Anything else on this before we close out? No, I mean, I just I think <laughs> we're here. We're here. I think I'm ready to uh to to write to our, our titular character. Oh, right now? Uh, if you got if you, you want to else. tell people if you're talking about anything. Oh else. yeah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, of course, our plugs, of course. <laughs> Can't forget that. I forgot the order of operations. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I got nothing else for the episode. You got anything else for the episode? I got nothing else for the episode. I got nothing else. So for me. You can find me on Twitter, J-A-Y-R-1085. Uh, I am, at the moment, talking about... Uh, the only thing I really got going on is uh, my main gig, which mm. is called uh, A Perfect Match. It's the podcast I do with Asia Welch, talking about the show Married to First Sight. We are about halfway through this season, having a blast talking about this uh, this show. So come over and join us. You don't need to watch the show to listen to the podcast. We break it all down for you. Come over, listen, have a laugh, have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like most people do. Uh, Marissa, how about you? As for myself, I am talking about you. Oh, there's a podcast about me? There's a whole podcast about you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Did you not know about that? That's a little creepy. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's a little stalkerish. I got to Yeah, admit. yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of stalkers. Yeah. So we were talking about you on Netflix, the show about stalkers and creepiness. Uh, me and Latanya Starks are um, wrapping up coverage on that. Part two just dropped this week. So we will be di- diving deep into it. Full spoilers next week. And then um, closing out with some feedback later in the month. So you can join us for that. Also talking about Daisy Jones and the Six with Sarah Ferguson. That's such a vibe of a show it's like totally transports you back and it's in the format of like behind the music if you were addicted to mtv or vh1 like i was when i was a kid and watched all of those behind the musics or like you know uh documentaries that's the style that this is in so it's very comforting to me while i'm watching it <laughs> and then uh if you're interested in anything else that pops up for me you can find me on twitter at mars bars m-a-r-z-b-a-r-s Hey, uh, we just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just, just anyway. Got a letter. <laughs> uh, dear Edward, mm. you couldn't wait till you got home to destroy a piano? You had to destroy the school's piano? How is the school going to perform Macbeth now without a piano? Little Jenny, who we saw earlier in the episode playing the piano, is going to be so distraught. Were you just trying to get more work for Amanda? Because now you're her friend? Is that what this was? Sincerely, Marissa and Jason. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.